Welcome, this is Stepping Into Creativity, a podcast in which we explore the magic that happens when creativity, art and education meet. We are a group of professionals and pioneers from Ireland, Greece, Serbia, Austria and the Netherlands working together. By sharing stories, we hope to learn about successful practices throughout Europe and inspire you with the lessons learned. I am Lena Rosink and I am Manja Eland. We are your hosts. Hello to our listeners. I'm glad that you're joining us again today. I'm here with Manja. Can you tell me, Manja, who are you talking to in this interview? In this interview, you'll hear me talking to Ingrid Krottendorfer. She is a deputy of the department number three at the NCOC. So that's the Cultural Education Organization in Austria. Or I should say, I have to pick here, the National Center of Competence. And it's an institution of the Federal Ministry of Education, Science and Research and the University College of Teacher Education, Lower Austria. So is that a teacher training college then? Well, they operate across Austria and across different school types. So it's extracurricular, I guess. So trained teachers will come there for a training, for instance, to learn more about arts and education. Okay. And can you tell me something that struck a chord with you? Well, I really believe in enthusiasm being contagious. Mm -hmm. So the parts that make my eyes sparkle were probably the parts that her eyes started sparkling, which when she really has a heart for theater and brings that into her work. And also she told about a lovely project where children got to make art, but also be part of a very big exhibition, Mm -hmm. which made both the children and the teachers involved very proud. So that was a nice one. Okay, wonderful. Very eager to listen to the interview. So let's dive in. So welcome to my guest of today. Thank you so much for being here. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, thank you very much for the invitation. My name is Ingrid Krottendorfer. I am from Austria. I work at the University College of Teacher Education, Lower Austria. And Lower Austria is the largest province in Austria, in the east of Austria, more or less surrounding Vienna and to the northeast. And at this university college, we work with teachers in all sorts of levels. So that means in teacher training, when they are trained, especially on the primary school level, the secondary school teachers are basically trained by the universities with the support of the university colleges. So very specific system. And I specifically rather more work in in in-service trainings and courses with teachers who already work as teachers. So less in teacher training. Um, As such, I have been working now for 12 years gradually stepping into the field more and more in the field of cultural education, in-service trainings with teachers. And this sector has steadily been growing, actually. So quite interesting what's possible now and what wasn't possible 10 years ago. It's lovely to hear more about how that developed. But before we go there, I think most people I meet when working in arts and education, they have a very personal drive to do so. Could you share a little bit about some early memories about one of the art forms you have? Well, 
When I was at school, I was specifically impressed by the theatre. It was a theatre group at my school. And I became a member in the senior classes and really enjoyed getting into acting. So it was such fun and it did a lot to me. It kind of opened me up personally. And, well, I simply loved slipping into different roles as it was then. It was less pedagogy, more trying to act <laughs> under several directions by the teacher. So very different from the approaches that there are today. And also, of course, theatre experiences as a theatre goer and the likes. So that was kind of early impressions in my school days that are a long time ago. <laughs> I recognize that actually from the same age, how playing a role allowed me to experiment with different parts of me as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. What is different now from what it was like then? A lot is different now. So when we talk about theater pedagogy or using a theater at school, it's very different because there are different methods. You can include so many different methods of the theater in your lessons. So this is very exciting. It's totally different from what I experienced in school. There's so many methods and possibilities how to include kids, how to activate them, how to create a group. So this is always fascinating to see or to experience. Also with groups of teachers, when they try to step in and try to experience those methods, what happens to a group, actually. I know a lot of our listeners will be in the schools as well. Mm -hmm. Could you give a concrete example of one of the methodologies you use or one of the activities that always gets uh, eyes sparkling? Yeah, well, so you have people in a circle, that is, yeah. You send an impulse with swish. You do any kind of, you know, movement you can choose. Mm -hmm. And you say swish. And uh, the person passes it on to the next person. Mm -hmm. And then one can decide to pass it across the room to somebody else. This person chooses with a swash. And if you refuse to take the impulse, it's spoing, and then it, it goes the other way around. So this is kind of very activating, can be very fast. It's fun. It creates a group. It creates attention, getting the attention of people, yes. concentration. Yes, I imagine after that, everyone would be alert and engaged. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you've been building towards the way your work looks today. In the last 10 years, can you describe a bit how that process has been? Yes. In 2007, the university colleges came into existence here in Austria. So there's one in every province and a few more private university colleges. And this created a new field for uh, longer training courses for teachers. And the very first training course that was established at the university college here in Lower Austria was actually a cultural pedagogic training course for teachers. And this was founded then and, and started in 2008. And I was there from nearly right the beginning. And it's really interesting. So this training course lasts actually for three years. And teachers who already work as teachers mm -hmm. um, work in different fields of education. That is interesting as well. So different types of schools. You know, here in Austria, we have a lot of different 
types of schools in secondary schools, also professional training and the likes. There's so many different varieties. And it's so interesting because for a long time, teacher training, in-service training was just right within a group of teachers of the same type of school. Mm -hmm. And now this was kind of one of the first courses, kind of a pioneer course for teachers with mixed schools. And that gave a different perspective to teacher education as well. And this cultural pedagogy course actually dealt with various aspects of art. It gave some theoretical input like art history and the likes, and then some theoretic input in how to, in kind of project management, that is. So what we wanted them to do was, apart from accumulating more knowledge in the field of art, so of course, music, literature, film, all sorts of art, was that they would actually bring that, of course, to their schools, to their teaching, to their classes, into their lessons in various forms into their schools and actually do projects and work together with artists as well as cultural institutions. And so this training course also provides methodological ideas, so like project management. This is something that teachers normally don't get in their education in that training. Mm -hmm. This is all kind of spontaneous kind of project management that comes up. And then we have an expert giving information on how you actually do project management and the likes. And of course, they would get to know various institutions, kind of an overview, who is there, what kind of structures are there. So depending, those are teachers from Lower Austria, also from Vienna, because it's very near. But I also had students from Upper Austria, Salzburg, and now it's a person from Burgenland. So it's kind of extending, and that's kind of good fun. And so they would get to know institutions, but also kind of programs, how to support their projects financially. So they would get to know all the necessary structures to carry out the project, which is also part of the course. Yes, and also very important to be able to run the projects, I guess. Yes, exactly, of course. And the course also facilitates the part where the artist or cultural institution and the teacher connect their ideas? Yes. Or is it more about finding the way? There are certain courses, certain you know seminars, like there are seminars like weekend seminars, so Teachers have no trouble about missing lessons at school. And in those, we would do different types of approaches to working with field of cultural pedagogy, various topics. For example, next weekend, I have a course in theater pedagogy. The course is Be a Superhero, how to strengthen students' ideas and personalities and how to work with their strengths, actually, and promote them with theater pedagogy. And I think this is a very interesting field and to work together with a specialist, of course, so with an artist, with an expert. And so this is an example. They would get to know experts mm -hmm. that they might be able to engage for their work at school. Sounds wonderful. I can imagine experiencing your own superpowers is a very powerful thing. Something that cultural pedagogy, you say, yeah. or arts and education can enhance. Yeah. What do you see as the effects of arts and education? Or why do you think it's important? It's the same, I guess. It is extremely important because I think it does really make a change to just about everybody. I think nobody really can be left out of the impact that arts has on the various people. Of course, you see that in the 
personal development. It's always so interesting when you're at school because actually for more than 20 years I was teaching at school too. And you could see, I mean, I didn't teach an art subject. I taught English and history. And however, art was more or less always a bit of a part of it. But you could see that with students who were in the theatre class, you know, the afternoon supplementary class, <laughs> they would change. You could note that. There was this change coming about in personality. They would be more sure of themselves, more outgoing. They had developed uh, from a shy person, withdrawn person, into an open, outgoing person. So this was really surprising and always wonderful to watch when so I was thinking specifically about one boy who really opened up that was fascinating but arts in education offers this specific level of experience especially with theater but not just with theater with all kinds of arts education of course when you play music when you sing when you do things when you're active with arts and crafts and the likes it does make a change in the person it's with this experience that, for example, with the theatre, when you use theatrical methods, you can sometimes put yourself into another person's shoes, experience different fields, but you're always kind of in a protected area, so nothing really, no bad consequences enclosed, more or less. So this is uh, something really important, I think, and something really good. So you have an experimental place where you can try out different things. And this is what I find vital about it. Here, here to that. I was wondering, because I know there are a lot of differences with the, how much weight is attached to the product or to the process. Mm -hmm. Which way would you say your work is oriented more? I would say that the process is something really important. Of course, the product is always kind of in the mind of a teacher when they do something, when they do a project and you want to present something to the parents and to the principal and the likes. However, the process is something really important. And this is also what I try to include in the seminars, that people turn their minds to the process and see what the process does with kids and when they can be part of the process and take decisions. This is really something fascinating. And I think uh, we have very often also thought or encouraged teachers to present a process and something unfinished and yeah, make people see this is how we work and this is how the students develop in this course. And this is the fascinating thing, I think. So processes are there to be shown. Make it a trial and error session, if you like. So also when a certain path doesn't turn out to be so promising anymore in, in like a week's time or two weeks time, whatever, that you makes you see, okay, so we can't do it this way. We have to work around another way. And yeah, I think this is really important. Process is something that should be shown and should be actually be open to for exchange as well among teachers so that you discuss processes and that you allow a culture of failing as well. And you say, well, this worked for me, but it may not be working for you or something like this or you know this exchange of experience is very important for teachers as well and that requires quite a bit of flexibility and being okay with the well maybe even the discomfort of not knowing exactly where you're going that's right and i think this also requires 
that you know a lot about the methods you're using and be sure of them. Have a kind of repertoire of methods, but of course you have to train and you have to get things done and get in touch with things and practice things. And we're only just learning and learning and learning. And for example, theatre methods are hardly included in the basic education and training of teachers. Mm -hmm. So I think they should be part of all teacher training because they're just about dealing with each other, about dealing with people, dealing with groups, about actually the daily work of teachers. So true. How would you say the teachers prepared for working in schools before they come to you, actually? What would you say the basis of art and education knowledge is? Is there enough time for that? If I speak for myself, I know it could be a bit more in the Netherlands. Well, it <laughs> definitely could be more. I mean, these days, at least in some courses, students can choose some courses of theatre, for example, but they're not compulsory and they are by no means in all teacher education programs, teacher training programs, but they should be. Because it's basic dealing with people. Yeah. I'm convinced of that. So. so you're doing important work? Trying to, yes. And trying to get there. And I think, you know, it's always hard to reach many people. Teachers are so overloaded with work. And, you know, schools should provide for and cater for so many issues and things like that. So, and especially in times of the pandemic, it's a hard thing. Yes, of course. That was just going through my mind. How do you reach the teachers and how many people are in your program? The program is not a very big one. I mean, the program is a big one. <laughs> the number of people is a, <laughs> not such a big one. So there's about 20 people in this program and um, they come together basically for about eight weekends in a year, roughly, mm -hmm. which of course in times of the pandemics is not so easy. So sometimes we have to resort to online conferences and online seminars, but at least where they work, you know, in topics where they work. Great. Reaching teachers, yes, this is not a very easy thing to do. Actually, it's by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. This is the most successful way that people who joined the course or also single courses, because they can also, you know, part of single in-service training courses and don't have to follow the whole program of three years and also produce papers and, you know, reflect on what you experienced, maybe try out things and the likes. That's a big commitment. This is quite a lot of work. And so it's, of course, difficult to reach many teachers. But as I say, by word of mouth mm -hmm. and by personal communication that I do also, you know, with people who attend single seminars, single weekend courses. And then, yeah, you do get interested people and they want more and they, they get interested and find that because so far we have completed four courses of those you know four three-year courses mm -hmm. and I'm now at the beginning of the fifth course and also with the feedback of those people graduating mm -hmm. graduates confirmed that it is worthwhile and it is certainly worth the work and the confrontation and their activities have changed and they all report that they personally have changed as well of course as a teacher personality as their private personality. So, and I think if this happens, you will also change your work at school and broaden it, um, tend to cooperate. And this is what I like about it, of course, apart from so many experiences that are worthwhile. Yeah, so it really has a ripple effect then, I guess. It does, it does. 
I heard from our Irish partners that I have the teacher artist partnership programs are part of a system where they have this summer schools for professional development mm -hmm. and teachers who participate in this day get a couple of days off during the year. Mm -hmm. it. So it's like uh, it's a very nice bit of a compensation, I guess. Mm -hmm. Is there anything like that in place in Austria? There are summer schools mm -hmm. like around the first two weeks in the summer holidays and the last two weeks, there are courses. For example, there's a five-day course in theatre. Lovely. <laughs> Again, which has been on for 40 years, so that's something special. Oh, wow. So everybody who comes and takes part is thrilled and will come again. But teachers do not get any time off when they attend a course in the summer, no. And there's not really a time to take off during the year. So that's not part of the program. No. So they're really motivated and giving their, dedicating their weekends. Yeah. It's rewarding and probably maybe also inspiring. But again, we deal with word of mouth that people say, this was such a fantastic course. You have to come and... It's such a wonderful thing and such a great productive atmosphere. So this is what works best to get people. <laughs> Lovely. And before we started our conversation, we were talking a little bit about the importance of the government also supporting work like this. Could you tell us a little bit about the political climate at the moment and where you feel supported or where you would like more or maybe how you try and influence things every now and then? Yeah. Another field in my work is that I'm part of an institution, the National Center of Competence for Arts Education. That is actually an institution founded by the Ministry of Education. Mm -hmm. You know, when there's political change, there's a change in these kinds of entities. Actually, the forerunner of this organization was founded by the government, by the then responsible minister around 2009. And I have been part of this organization and now the follow-up organization, as I quoted, for seven years. In this institution, we actually catered for originally what was of really utmost importance for the ministry was to have networks of teachers in art fields. We have networks um, in music, in theater, in art and in crafts. So the creative subject, more or less, mm -hmm. although theatre is not a known subject, you know, it is hardly anywhere compulsory. I mean, there have been some programmes now that developed uh, certain theatre branches in schools with specific subjects that you could change the curriculum a little bit with a specific focus there. So in some schools, you do theatre as a compulsory subject, but generally there's no way of getting it there. Yeah. And we would like to. It depends on the choices the school makes. As well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there are a few schools who offer theatre that offer theatre as a compulsory subject. But those networks were kind of developing certain programs and ideas for the Ministry of Education. So that was kind of a top-down and bottom-up process. But now it's not anymore. I mean, what we do now is, unfortunately, the ministry is not interested in those networks so much anymore, mm -hmm. but we try to maintain them. And I work with, no surprise, the theatre network. 
and we work nationwide and we try to get teachers, so in my case, theatre teachers from all types of schools, mm -hmm. from all areas of Austria together in conferences and to provide opportunities for this exchange in, yeah, in the material of theatre. We offer courses, we offer specific speakers and the likes, of course, so to give them food, as we might say. And yeah, so this is what they treasure. And what came out of this still in working in the interest of the ministry a few years ago was that students' competences through theatre were developed. So yeah. were written by a couple of teachers mm -hmm. from different types of schools. And they develop a catalogue of students' competences. So by this and that activity, what would they actually develop? What sort of competence? And that was very interesting. And this is what we also printed. And we have a German version and an English version because for any kind of international theatre conferences. Mm -hmm. So this is very interesting. And this is what teachers can use for their theatre work, of course, in schools and to make principals also see, you know, you sometimes also have to convince your head at school. Yeah. That theatre is a relevant force and is important to include in the classes. Of course. Is this by any chance available online or public? It is, yes. Then we will share it in the show notes for anyone interested so they can have a look in both languages. Yeah. I like how many diverse answers we get when we ask that question. Yeah. Uh, how would you describe creativity beyond drama and theatre? It's also in there, of course. How would you describe that? For me, creativity is to come up with different solutions, with solutions to questions, to problems that you can think around, problem and that you're actually capable of looking at things in a different way, specifically, I think. And maybe, yeah, resorting to ideas that not everybody would think of, maybe not necessarily, but maybe. Yeah, which is possible in many, many disciplines and crafts and topics. Exactly. If you, from your own practice, would could give some very concrete advice to either teachers or schools to enhance their creativity within their school, yeah. what would that be? Well, from my point of view, of course, it is be open, first of all. Be open to new things. Try to get out of your teacher routine. And, well, then, as a consequence, of course, get into my seminars. <laughs> <laughs> But this is, of course, go out, take up offers in the field of arts education, maybe by different institutions. Yeah, get to know... Artists, there are initiatives that offer the exchange with artists as well. So I think this is all kind of really rewarding. And maybe if you're open to all that, you might be able to introduce a project. And of course, yeah, I must advertise my courses as well, <laughs> if I may say so. Of course. And we will put a link to that as well in the show notes so people can have a look and see if it's something for them, of course. <laughs> if a school starts researching their cultural surroundings, is there like one big website where everything is collected or you just look at the map of your town and see what's here and figure out what they're doing? There is the website of the National Center of Competence for Arts Education. Mm -hmm. I work for, which is a nationwide website where you can look up all sorts of information. We also provide information by various partners, I say, that is educational institutions that offer courses for teachers, mm -hmm. 
for instance, but also by other cultural institutions that offer programs for students, could be any kind of courses, study visits, watching performances and the likes, and for teachers, like getting to know an exhibition and finding out what you can do with these students. It's lovely. I guess because teachers being so busy quite often, it's nice to have a point to go to where you know you can find more than one thing. That's what I was thinking about. That's right, yeah. And this is one topic, of course. It's kind of disseminating information on what you can find in yeah, putting people together from arts institutions to yeah. artists to anywhere. So I think this is something vital of my work as well and this is wonderful when you can find out okay this person could offer a course and then maybe people could provide or, or profit from that and maybe this could lead to all sorts of programs and projects for example so that's really interesting building connections building connections is extremely important yes and if i were to ask you what your utopian system would look like or the best possible version of arts in education well, this is, of course, hard. One problem today for teachers doing projects is that there is this rigid system of lessons in Austria in most schools. Some schools have found their own solutions to that, I think. But it's when you want to do a project, you need time, and then you take away lessons from other teachers, and they say, mm-hmm. can't do it because I have to get this and that done in that time. And, you know, so in... Whew, It's very hard to describe that, but I would like to have a school where projects can be possible and where cooperations between teachers can be easier than they are today. Because what I found so appalling really was uh, the thinking in subject boxes, I say now, because students thought, well, now Mm -hmm. we have history and we can't know anything about geography now. This is history. And this is what really annoyed me. And I think it would be really important to open up the barriers in a way and enhance more an air of cooperation and a less rigid time system, lesson system. And then also, of course, cooperation with people from outside. So coming in, getting artists, maybe working together with a different school and sharing a process in a certain project with a different class from a different school. Of course, uh, working with arts institutions should be made more actually easier. Yeah, That would be my ideal. That would be lovely. One day, we'll just keep chipping away at it, one project at a time, I guess. <laughs> All right, yes. Uh-huh. So is there anything I didn't ask you that you would like to share with us? Um, I could share with you a different course of education that I think was and hopefully will be again. Mm-hmm. Something really, really worthwhile. It is a shorter course than the one I mentioned at the beginning. And it is about work in and with museums. So it's actually about certain yeah, different artworks and getting to know work with the museums. I think we had four of them. That sounds nice. We had two museums cooperating. One is the Museum of Moderne Kunst, Stiftung Ludwig. It is a museum of modern art, mm-hmm. modern and contemporary art in the Museumsquartier in Vienna. One of those modern art museums, a wonderful place. Very interesting, very, very interesting. And the second museum we worked with was the Kunsthistorische Museum, 
which is the Art History Museum, one of the big and best-known museums in Vienna. Mm -hmm. And from each institution, there was an art mediator, and they were both perfect. They were wonderful. <laughs> and again, we had teachers of different school types and also of different ages and the likes. Yeah, So it was all a very colorful group. And they experienced what it is like to work in a museum. So it was about mediating art, you know, various programs mm -hmm. for different target groups, as well as how to exhibit. So how to prepare an exhibition. Oh. What does it do to a work of art when you place it to exactly this work of art next to this work of art what is the difference yeah. when you put it closer when you put it wider apart and things like that so it's all about curating mm -hmm. and planning an exhibition and of course working together with the museum as a school so this course lasted for three semesters mm -hmm. so one and a half years and the idea was Of course, apart from getting to know all the museum work and maybe introduce bits and pieces into your school work, that the teachers would plan a project, an exhibition project, with one of their classes that they taught. Nice. And at the end of those three semesters, they could do an exhibition at the Emperor's Stables, which is a historic hall that is part of the Mumok of the museum partner of this course. So this is something really exceptional, but because uh, who can say, well, we had an exhibition at the Mumok. I know. Nobody or hardly anybody. <laughs> you'd have to pay an awful lot of money. So we were very lucky. We had the support of the director of the Mumok. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as I said, I love the art mediators. They were incredible. And what I so much liked about them was that they didn't just use methods of art mediation, but they had all sorts of ideas and methods of kind of getting the teachers in the course involved. You know, they worked with all sorts of methods, also theatrical methods. And first they were introduced to houses that are so different, such different institutions. So this is really remarkable. And it was absolutely fascinating, and they were fascinated and loved it. And then at the end, of course, brought their classes because we had a big opening, mm -hmm. of course, in this building of the former stables with nice vaulted ceiling mm -hmm. and creative painting at the ceiling. Yeah, and you had so many different projects there, and you could dip into them. And they were, of course, presented there at the opening day. And then some projects were also included at the building of the Mumok. And the thing is, it was not a variety of art projects with different types of materials. Mm -hmm. But then also music was involved. So, of course, we had music at the opening by a class from Upper Austria, which was wonderful and lovely. And once there was a performance at the Mumok of like guards of art in a way. They had specific masks and costumes, rather dark ones. And they kept still at a certain time and then they moved and changed places and then they stood still again or accompanied people on the elevator. So it was really, really interesting and, and very, very different projects. Also dance projects. It was wonderful, all those presentations and to see all the varieties. And also, of course, the students and parents who were at the opening were absolutely thrilled. Lovely. When was this again? We had this several years. The last presentation, a live presentation, I must say, in the stables. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. 
was in 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, we had another course, but then, as you know, Corona came in the way. Yeah. And there was no exhibition possible. And so we resorted to an online medium. We had a, did have some works of art, mm -hmm. of course. Although the production in the schools was also difficult then because the first, you know, outbreak of Corona in the year 2020 came in the way. Yeah. And so some works were ready, some were later produced. And as a compromise, we had an exhibition on Instagram. Which is also nice. Yes, I think we've been resorting to many creative, flexible workarounds to get our, world, our work out there in the world. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the impact on the different types of schools was exhilarating, really. One teacher was so impressed and her students were so impressed. You know, they were, she works at the school of physically disabled students. Mm -hmm. And they were so thrilled to be in this exhibition and the museum. The whole year they didn't speak of anything else. And wow. of course, when the exhibition was taken down, they had their product, their artwork, of course, exhibited in school for a longer time then. Mm -hmm. And so it had a strong impact on teachers as well as students. And it was, you know, like all sorts of students. And that was the fascinating thing from the age of primary school up to students of a technical college, really. So that was amazing. Oh, that's really all ages. Yeah, and the variety of topics was just breathtaking. I think this aspect of celebrating the work, mm -hmm. so focusing on the project and being allowed to show that, but also celebrating and bringing things together really is important. It is, it is, yes, you're right. Uh, of course, yeah, this was such an impressive thing to have a huge hall full of people from the different schools and to also have at least one or two school inspectors there. And yeah, yeah it, was, it was fascinating. They would also take notice of this wonderful project. So that was really smashing, I must say. <laughs> Lovely. Do you have any other favorites from projects from the last years where you think, ah, oh, something happened here? What I always find very rewarding is from when teachers actually find through all the mediation and the work through the various courses that they find ways of getting a stronghold of any sort of art education in their school. Maybe forming a specific focus, creating, mm -hmm. being able, of course, together with colleagues and the principal, of forming maybe a specific subject. So this is what I particularly am impressed when they get there, when they are able to work that out. Are you able to, because the one teacher from a school will come and do the course and will be very inspired, mm -hmm. but then they have the tricky task of trying to get their other colleagues and their principal on board. Mm -hmm. Well, something really interesting is that we have a training a school for students who learn professions. You know, it's this kind of dual education that there is in Austria. That is a model that is mm -hmm. presented to various countries as well. But the thing is that they do like a 10-week course in school where they learn the basics and then the most important things. And then they go back to their companies and then they train on the job there. Mm -hmm. And there are, of course, schools for the different types of trades. Oh, okay. Lovely. And there is a specific school for carpenters. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't imagine that you find a lot of time for art education there. But the interesting thing is that a teacher there actually came to the course. And then, of course, he is a very open person as well. 
but this is in the town of Melk, and Melk is famous for its big monastery on the Danube. But there are also theater in the summer, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, theater programs in the summer are very popular here, of course, not just here. But what he came to do is he came to work together with these specific productions there. And, for example, they would do a piece on, what was it, on the Ark of Noah. Ah, yeah. And they would build the scenery. Oh, lovely. You know, with the woodwork and the like. So they dealt with the director of the play, uh -huh. who had in mind a certain scene and a certain scenery and, you know, how to put things on stage and, and the scenery would have to provide this and that possibility, you know, to for acting and for effects and things like that. And then with a certain class, they would work out the whole project. Of course, it was very important for the teacher to see what is the issue, not just the teacher, because you only have 10 weeks to work with this group of students. But he could make it. Yeah. And of course, the students were then when they had built it all up. Uh -huh. And in, in June, there was the opening night. And of course, the students were invited and they were thrilled to be part of this project. And they could show, you know, their families and friends, this is what we built. And it was a very specific success, of course. It was breathtaking. It's very nice. Yes, because you have some very concrete problems to solve and you can use your creativity and you get to see it all in function. So a specific cooperation with this festival and it continued three years. Mm -hmm. And of course the teacher said, well, <laughs> let's take a breath. I need a break now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but two more teachers from the school that is not so strongly art related. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have so much time for art education in those 10 week courses that they provide for the students mm -hmm. are in my course now. So, or two graduates and one student, one current student. So very interesting. And I, I treasure that, that also teachers from this school type are actually in the course and not just, uh, you know, with the general education schools that have more possibilities of introducing our projects. Yeah, lovely. Now, I reckon it's very important across all workspace to be able to bring your creativity to the challenges that are there. Correct, yes. That brings me to the final question. How much room for creativity and play do you have in your own work? <laughs> That's a very good question. Well, yeah, creativity certainly is an aspect because it's about coming up with new topics, new connections, new people, if you could call that a creative part. But it certainly is like mm -hmm. combining, introducing new aspects in seminars and the likes is, of course, something really rewarding for me. Definitely. It's extremely interesting getting to know new people, new ideas and uh, new approaches maybe as well and yeah, disseminating it or getting other people to profit from that and get into the type of work. So this is, as I would say, the most direct part of creativity in my work, mm -hmm. apart from the fact that also here in this office where I work, a lot of creativity is possible thanks to the head of my department. <laughs> She is a very creative person as well and so also very inspiring. So that makes things possible and we'll do kind of a painting in the break so we'll start painting on a piece of linen yes yeah, so kind of a spontaneous artwork we're not trained artists we just try out different things wow really <laughs> this is what i find very rewarding really and yeah 
That's the best. And it's also this kind of, you know, when you debate things with people and you can try out things in the seminars that is kind of accumulating yeah. um, various creative processes that might lead to some more good ideas. So nice. I wish that for all our listeners now to find that room to really do a painting in the break. That's lovely. <laughs> and to have the mental space to experiment with all the possibilities. Quite right, quite right, exactly. That's important. Thank you so much for sharing your work and your thoughts with us today. It was a pleasure for me. Thank you very much. And we'll put all the links in the show notes so everyone can find what sparked our interest. Yes. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Tapping Into Creativity. In our show notes, you can find more information about our guests and the subjects that were discussed in this episode. If you like what you heard, you can help us reach many more listeners by hitting the subscribe button, giving us a five-star review and sharing the podcast with your friends and colleagues. Tapping Into Creativity is part of ITEPPD, which is short for International Teacher Artist Partnership Professional Development. We are currently building a model and training about partnerships between teachers and artists in education. ITEPPD facilitates a place and time where we can jointly develop our understanding, expertise and creativity on working with young people. We explore and play with the different perspectives teachers and artists have on behavior, development and language. This podcast was also made possible by funding from Erasmus Plus Strategic Partnership Programme. Partners in ITPD are the Education Center in Trilly, Center za Dramu u Edukaciji i Umetnosti, CEDEUM, Panelinio Dictio ja to Teatro Sten Ekpedevs, Stichting Copa, Kunsteducatie. We were your hosts, Linda and Manja, from Stichting Copa in the Netherlands. Audio editing was done by Yalda Shahidi. Hope you tap in with us again. Have a nice day.